is episode number three, Seven Tips on Hustling, with my co-host, actor, writer, and my big brother, Rome Stevens. Before we get into the episode, I do have a special announcement to make. Um, For those of you that don't know, I am pregnant. My husband and I are extremely excited and it's a dream come true. You'll be hearing maybe some more pregnancy-related things in future episodes, but for right now, I wanted to make that announcement so I can freely talk about it. Also, in this episode with Rome, if you do hear me out of breath, That is why it's completely normal, as many women would know. But yeah, it's very special, and I will be sharing a lot later on about my pregnancy and becoming a mom. In this episode, you'll be hearing a conversation between my older brother and I talking about seven tips on hustling, our thoughts, stories, experiences, and some of our routines that have helped us through our own hustle. After we get through the seven tips on hustling, we go through a fun, not so rapid, rapid fire round with Rome. So stay tuned for that. Also, hang out till the very end if you want discounts on some cool products and services. This episode, I would say, is good for anyone who is an aspiring actor, aspiring model, writer, anyone who is hustling in show business or that's hustling in their own field and trying to climb the ladder to success. Rome Stevens is an actor, writer. He's a veteran that's co-authoring a series of novels, actually with my younger brother, an individual that's very knowledgeable in finance and the arts, a bookworm and a family man. You can catch him on TV shows like SWAT and SEAL Team and the movie Vice. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Rome Stevens. Okay, so a while back, I wrote a blog post on seven tips on hustling. So it was basically just seven of the many things that I did in LA while I was there. And I did it for entertainment and show business, you know, acting, modeling, hosting, but they can actually be used in many different fields. So we're just going to talk about those and then you can give me your experiences and like additional tips on each one and like your feedback on them. So tip number one, I put make your targets. So this was basically when I made a list of people that I wanted to work with or reach in the future. They're basically like goals themselves to actually reach them. I kept that list somewhere where I could see it. I cut it out and posted it in places, um, you know, that were very visible, like wherever I I could see it clearly. Back then I used a vision board, so you know how that works. And I, you know, cut out different goals and things that I wanted to achieve on my vision board. I also hung up things like besides photos of people that inspired me, I would put reminders and reminders of my actual targets. So for instance, I would cut out a flyer of a big event that I wanted to be at. I didn't want to be at this event, like attending it. I wanted to be basically invited there as a celebrity guest or I wanted to work my way up to that point. That's an example of something that actually happened and came true. So what kind of things do you do as an actor or writer? What kind of things do you do for targeting your goals? Mainly I just drink a lot. (laughs) Well, as far as the targets go? Mm -hmm. Well, 
specifically with something that's an intangible, such as like acting or writing or something like that. Sometimes you have to figure out what your, and not to make this sound too military, but what your conditions of success are, what you, how you rate or, or measure success or subsequent failure in any one task. The thing that I got was I broke everything up into bite-sized chunks. It's sure it's nice that I want to one day win an Emmy at an Oscar or a Tony or whatever, or for those who aren't in acting or writing, um, whatever conditions of success they have. But what I did is I took the overall goal, broke it down into bite-sized chunks, so to speak, and further distilled that into smaller goals and then distributed that over a course of time, meaning that, okay, today I have one, two, or three things to do. Now, big picture, that's not very much, but over the course of time, it would make a large difference. So managing expectations and then distributing workloads so I can have some sort of success even to a small level every day, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think that's really practical. Because when I first got out here, now, about three years ago, I was able to go SAG eligible, zero to SAG eligible, which is a big deal for an actor, especially if they were working in Los Angeles. Um, I was able to go SAG eligible in six weeks. Now, was it really six weeks? Game or wow. Six weeks, yeah. Now, people sometimes take years to do it, and then... I mean, and I don't want to say luck, but some of it's sometimes circumstances play in your favor. Sometimes they don't. But so that does have something to do with it. But six weeks. Yeah, but I do believe that you put yourself in those circumstances. So, like, if you hadn't even moved out there, that luck wouldn't have actually reached you. You know. Right. Yeah, and I hate that. I hate. I'm trying not to curse on your podcast. I effing hate that word luck. Just because that takes any sort of hard work or blood, sweat, and tears you put in, um, to it takes away from it. But mm-hmm. it does exist to a certain level. You just circumstances what I use, not luck. Just because you working your ass off will then in turn bring those circumstances in to or around you. So going going, I mean, like or being willing to do something that other people aren't. For me to go with zero, just like nothing, to mm-hmm. SAG eligible, and then some, I actually became a must-join, and I got SAG wrote me a letter to stop working unless I joined. Six weeks is pretty unheard of, um, but any any sort of managing expectations or distributing workloads, because of the SAG eligibility was the very first step if I wanted to be taken seriously as an actor. So that's a good point, though, breaking it up into, like, bite-sized pieces, like you said, because it's pretty practical, and it's easier to accomplish those smaller goals that, in turn, will help you accomplish, like, the big picture. I'm I'm very good at short, concentrated bursts of violent activity. I'm very good at that. Okay, so tip number two was networking. Have you heard the quote, your network is your net worth? Mm-hmm. You have? It does make a lot of sense. Um, So what I had written about in the blog was that networking can play a huge part of getting you where you want to be in your career or goals and networking with the right people. So you want to make sure that you're investing your networking time in the right direction towards the right people 
um, because it'll help you get to your goals faster. So many of my jobs in show business came from networking in the beginning because in the very beginning, I didn't have an agent or a manager. Um, So it was basically all my hard work, all hustling, um, you know, for myself. And a lot of that had to do with networking. You know, if there was an event close by where there would have been many professionals, you know, in my field or a class that I could take with, you know, people of similar interests, if there's a show in town where all the people that I was aspiring to work with were gathering, I would be there and I'd play my cards right and network remain in contact with them and hopefully, you know, work will develop as our relationship did. What are your thoughts on networking and how important do you believe it is? Um, and this again can go for any field, it doesn't have to be show business or acting or but just networking in general is, you know, a big deal in in many cases when it comes to goals. Right. And I mean, you and I over the course of this podcast and broadcast and all that stuff, it's we're going to have a entertainment bias to it because that's that was yeah. our world for a good bit of time yeah um you know and it can i think any sort of success in any field can it is is not exclusive to any one specific industry because no matter and it sounds corny but no matter what business we're in we're in a people business networking i really feel like people especially out here and you, you probably know better than me, Rashi, but you can... What do you mean out here, like in L.A.? I'm sorry, yeah, out here in Los Angeles, or any real big hub. But I'm pretty sure this goes for everybody, but this is especially true over here. You can smell ulterior motives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially um, these, at least for a while, there are networking parties, or these parties, networking parties upon networking parties upon networking parties. A good portion of them... And I would caution, especially females um, who are going out, are meat markets. So you have to pick the networks you're trying to be part of and pick quality over quantity. But That's a good point. That's a good piece of advice for people. Well, yeah, dude, I have a little sister. I mean, seeing those networking parties and I'm like, in no way does naked sushi have anything to do with me, you know. West Hollywood and all this stuff and like, oh yeah, it's a networking party. Then but did they call it a networking party? Yeah. <laughs> this is not an exaggeration. I'm like, That's oh weird. look, there's a naked girl who eats sushi up. That's interesting. What does this have to do with taking my Let me go network with her. You know what? Let me see if she's keeping her options open. (laughs) Clearly, she's an actress. (laughs) Or a director. Yeah. Also, um, in networking, I feel like it's important to say that to seek the right level, if that makes any sense. Not not saying really, hey, know your place, but kind of, yeah, know your place. It's not like I'm going to go pitch Shonda Rhimes at my level. That makes so sense. I'm, you got to work your way up there. Yeah. Have a community of people that are in and around your sphere of influence and yeah. grow with them. Okay. So tip number three is dedicate the time. And I had written about basically how I scheduled my day. What I would do is every single day I would have a portion of the day just dedicated to the hustle. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this took place in my room. This is the hustle that I you know, did in my room on the computer, following up with people. What I would advise to some is schedule your day with 
all the things that you need to do in life and be sure to carve out and block time uh, to dedicate to your hustle. For example, I would have a two to three hour block of time in the beginning of my day solely dedicated to things I needed to do for my hustle. Sending emails out, responding to emails, phone calls, submitting myself for roles because, again, at this point, I didn't have um, an agent or a manager. Um, Researching people to contact for goals I wanted to achieve. Researching events, when they are, where they are. Correspondence with my potential agents. Um, You know, uh, trying to find um, projects that were coming up that I could potentially work on. Reading things that motivate me. Goal setting everything to do with me achieving my goals and the hustle. So this would take place again in my room for two to three hours every single day. That actually contributed to a lot of the work that I brought in. This is not including me going out and doing things to achieve my goal, but it's just me dedicating the time um, like in-house doing things to make goals happen. So when it comes to dedicating time, do you have any tips you use for acting or that you would give to people starting out as actors or writers or anything you would like to say about dedicating their time and how important it is? What's, uh, what you mentioned is scheduling and um, time having a routine. Yeah. And whatever we're doing, whether it's acting, writing, dancing, or law, or working like a job, dude, it's your job. It's your job to find a job, especially as an actor. I'm professionally mm-hmm. unemployed. Yep. As an actor, I am professionally unemployed. If you think about it, in 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 our world, if you walk into an audition room, there is if you're if you're doing okay, you're booking about three to five percent of your auditions. If you're killing it, you're booking like seven. So thinking about it, at the very, very best, you're walking into a room with a ninety three to a ninety seven percent chance of failure. You have to work it like a job. And then what you're saying, if you have a scheduled time that is only your time to, to pack in phone calls, follow up emails, because follow up where it's at, um, finding representation, finding, talking, uh, expanding or deepening your network, things like that, um, that's hugely important. And then that goes into, uh, you know, putting your goals into small bite-sized chunks that you work at every day because that also creates momentum. Now, see, the one thing that you and I differ on is I plan my next day the night before because I'm naturally someone who stays up late at night. We don't differ on that. I always do that every day. Oh, really? Okay. I yeah. think I did in the morning. No, no, no. I would just act on it in the morning. Oh, okay. Then we don't differ. Yeah, I plan it the night before. Because I know my lazy ass is not going to get up and actually do anything ooh, as far as planning when I first wake up. And then I'll look at it and try to do my routine and go, go through the motions and create the momentum I can. Okay, so tip number four, be ready for all of it. So basically, to break it down, it's about being ready um, to be adaptable in various situations. You know how it is. There's so many different situations you can get yourself into and you have to be ready for all of it be prepared for finding out info last minute whether you know it's cancellations changes whatever it is getting there earlier than planned i mean la traffic is one thing but just getting there earlier than planned because things can change or go wrong getting out there um later than expected you know you may 
go into, you know, pursuing show business with the goal that you're going to hit all your goals in three years or two years, or you're going to be discovered by a certain time, but it may happen much later and you have to be ready for that and, um, be prepared. Also, you have to be more social than you might have thought you have to be because networking and, you know, like you said, every business is a people's business. I think, I think that's how you said it. Uh, Having the ability to be flexible for whatever comes at you, working around obstacles. There's just so many different examples of, you know, things that you have to be ready for. What's been an experience you've had where you've had to adapt to some last minute changes or something you were surprised with that you did not expect? Wow, that's a, I will go on for three hours about this one. Please don't. Uh, I won't, don't worry. <laughs> I know how much you love hearing me monologue. <laughs> um, be ready for all. Okay, so being adaptable, adapting and overcoming, being flex- flexible. Um, but on top of that, also I feel like it should, it's, it's beneficial if you stay courteous and classy about it because and like don't get pissed off at the changes yeah you don't get because <laughs> oh god like okay there's when the audition room you're seeing the casting director who's clearly running behind and all this stuff and then every diva comes out of almost every actor in there because you know oh, I see. Is not cold enough I'm like yeah chill be, be grateful that you're even here and being considered I remember the last, when I booked SEAL Team Lab, I was in there, and I'm not joking, I was in there waiting, in costume, ready to go, um, or not not costume costume, but something to, to, to give casting the idea that I knew what the hell I was talking about, mm-hmm. um, or at least painting a picture. So, so I was waiting for over three and a half hours, and you know what I said? Mm-hmm. Nothing. I sat there and waited. But meanwhile, people were walking out and storming out and being all pissy about everything. And well, Did what you were working on get canceled ultimately, or did you actually go in and yeah, shoot after that? You just had to wait. I, I, I just had to wait. I ended up shooting it. I was literally the last one. The, mm-hmm. the um, casting director poked his head out of the room, and he's like, oh, my God, you're still here. I'm like, yep, still here. Like, and he looked at the time. It was like three and a half, three and hours and 45 minutes afterwards. Um you know, beyond what my actual call time was. But I was there, and I was still waiting, and I was being classy and courteous about it because it's not his fault. It's yeah. not my fault that every actor wants a monologue on uh, on uh, on casting when, when they're in the room. And then I found out why, because one of the stars of the show, a particularly good-looking young man, was <laughs> in there. And every female actor was like, ooh, oh, my God, my God, blah, blah, whatever. So, but I ended up booking that. And I, I don't know if it was just because of it, but I'm sure me being courteous and classy and flexible and understanding it is a moving target that we're all trying to hit. I'm sure it didn't hurt. Um, I would also caution say people who are, you mentioned people being discovered. Mm-hmm. Right? Expect things to take longer and cost more than how you want it to be or than, than what you want. Just because... LA Metro has over 10 million people in it. Your work will make get you discovered. And yeah. you're saying be ready for all of it. Yeah. It, and at some point in time, if you build up enough momentum, a wave is going to hit you and you better be able to, uh, to keep up with it. It's feast or famine. Tip number five is multitasking. 
Knowing how to multitask will be very beneficial as you'll most likely be juggling uh, a lot at one time. The goal is to make it all happen, all the gigs you book, all the events you attend, all the tasks you need to get done, the many meetings you have to show up at, and you know you might be tired, but mastering the art of multitasking will help you make it all happen. My question to you is, when you're multitasking, everything that you have going on, whether it's acting, writing, jobs, auditions, everything, what helps you remain sane and not too stressed? Oh, God, that's Andy one a long time ago. That's why I became an actor. <laughs> Anyone with ADD will be incredibly advantaged with this because you know, some of us want to multitask. Some of us multitask even we don't want to. Um, but it comes down to maintaining a schedule and a certain level of discipline um, and be willing to playing injured and tired because it'll never be 100% right. It'll never be the perfect time. If anything, it'll come in at the worst possible time, but that's when it shows up. Um, sometimes, and I'm completely stealing uh, Shadow Khan's quote, I didn't pick my first movie, my, the, my first movie picked me. <laughs> right, because it'll show up whenever the hell it shows up. The work will show up whenever it shows up, and does no one cares what you have going on in your life. So, but the thing that kept me sane to answer your question is prioritizing what is important. Uh, I happen to be a God family country person, so in that order. Um, but you know, beyond that, you know, I have my family and my relationships in this world, and then right beyond that is my my work. And when I say not work as in my job, but my life's work, which is acting. Mm -hmm. So I will pull whatever I have to pull to make it work and get shifts covered if I need to. So having a great deal of flexibility in things that are surrounding your, your in our case, acting or whatever your, your main focus is, having flexibility around it. Because surprisingly enough, for being an artistic medium being acting it's incredibly rigid when it comes in tip number six is thick skin so i'm just going to read actually what i had written on my blog post mm -hmm. um i wrote prepare for rejections no's and not now's prepare to get right back up after all of these and keep hustling many times you won't get it the first time or you won't get in after trying so hard but just remember it's not the end of the road give it some time and keep trying hop on your next goal while you're waiting keep moving forward don't let these quote-unquote rejections get you down you need thick skin even the most successful people the people you look up to have dealt with rejection no's and not now's don't give up you just may have a different path to your goal off of that, can you share a time that you felt rejected and and explain how you got over it? What helped you get uh, over it? God. Because everyone yeah. honestly faces rejection. Yeah, Even if you're the best so at something. Yeah. I, I can I can list out a litany of failures to every handful of successes. I think it is your job to fail as many times as possible and have the lack of self-respect to come back for more. <laughs> it, it, and then if you're a writer, God help you. It is, and I, I, I 
I, I always say it's the uh, the longest, most arduous, grueling journey of self-loathing ever. Yeah. What's a time that you felt rejected in acting? Because this might, you know, if we have an aspiring actor listening, mm-hmm. then, you know, they can relate to it. All right. So this I was doing, this is like, oh, hell, it was like last year. And it, it, I, okay, there was this movie. <clears throat> shall remain nameless guy I, it has not uh, been released yet and it, I signed a particularly scary NDA for it so I did this whole the, the, the audition it was like a five page two scene I was completely off book and I was rattling uh, rattling out the lines without any hesitation taking my beat and pauses and all this stuff and I killed it probably the best audition of my life and then I just sat there and waited and waited and waited. And what I did is I started wanting it too much. And lo and behold, they picked a dude who wasn't even the same ethnicity as the part, <laughs> but he had a, but he had a name. It was after that, and that was the hardest one probably so far to date. And I've only been here for a couple, three years. Now. But it was after that I realized that these rejections are not personal. Yeah, they're they really not. They don't care how hard you work. Or how hard you or how, how your lines are and all that stuff. But it's whomever fits the role the best at that time. Yeah, a lot of the time they're going for a look. Yep. Especially at the co-star level where I'm at right now. It's more the look. I mean, there's only so many times you can say the word the the, the line, Hey, here's your pizza. I mean you can only say it so many different ways. After a <laughs> while it's just gonna be a look or a tone yeah. or whatever. So, but yeah, it, it is not personal, dude, seriously. For that, that aspiring actor out there, whoever you are, it is not personal and expect to get your ass kicked 93 to 97% of the time. Good luck. Tip number seven, and this is the last one. If you want to achieve success, be ready to give up parties, be ready to sacrifice, and be ready to get little sleep. You'll be working hard while others party. You'll be up late or up early while others are still sleeping, and you'll also be hustling and smashing your goals while everyone else watches. What are your thoughts on that? Um, God. Okay, so... You know this is Shah Rukh Khan's number one advice that he gives? When, yeah, like you can... <laughs> like so many times he's been asked, what's, mm-hmm. what advice would you give to aspiring actors or people trying to make it into Bollywood. And he always says, yeah. work hard. That's it. Like, no explanation. You've, you've met him more than once. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's, it's like he's, for those of you guys who don't know who Shadow Khan is, first of the all, world's biggest actor. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, get some culture. Secondly, um, he is one of the most prolific actors of our time. So and if he says work hard, then you got to work hard. You, you, if he says work hard, that means bust your ass. Um, but, okay, so to include working hard, also avoid busy work. Because a lot of people will say, oh, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I'm so there busy. There is a, not- yeah, I, I actually, that's a, good, that's a good thing you brought that up. Because I actually used to always say that there's a difference between being productive and being busy. Mm-hmm. For each sister. And, yeah. and, and actors especially, they love... Okay, so everyone... I shouldn't say everyone. 
a lot of people, quite a great deal of people, enjoy a romanticize and like the thought of being an actor than actually being an actor. Being an actor is hard. It is rough. Anything in the arts is hard. You put yourself out there and you get your your ass handed to you. 90 plus part of it. And I'm not trying to dissuade anybody, but the busy work accomplishes nothing. You have to pick quality over quantity. It's great that you're you know, uh, you're you're getting the new backdrop, or that you're you're searching so diligently for the best lighting for your self tape auditions. But in the end, it's really the quality of work. You know, um, not so much the quantity. Like how you were talking about sending out emails and following up. You're you are actively attaining and working towards your goals versus a bunch of stuff that's filler. Yeah. So maintain the quality of your hard work and then bust your ass like there's no tomorrow. But also understand it's still a marathon. And in the end, any, any and every rejection you have more than likely will not be personal and suck it up. And one you. positive way of thinking about rejection, going back to rejection, is it's just one more rejection closer to achieving your goal or actually being accepted for the right role. Yeah, so for... Those of whom are looking to get into the acting game, particularly in Los Angeles, there's a, and this could be rumor intelligence, who knows, but a lot of people say if you're booking one in 30-ish auditions, that's an okay ratio. That's good to know. Yeah, one in 30-ish. So, I mean, if you're, if you have a, I have a great agent, and... I may not book this year. I may, I may not. But between my agent and my manager, I should be able to press 30 auditions this year. So hopefully I get a job. That's great. But, I mean, do the math on that. Yeah. And everything else, if my representatives are getting 10%, you know, and I'm keeping 90, I should be doing 90% of the work. I can't all, yep. of, book, all of a sudden become a diva and expect for them to come up with it, come up with all the work or the the uh, auditions or the opportunities. Yeah. Those are all the seven tips for hustling. That was fun. Sorry, I hope I didn't go off two topics. It's okay. Now, um, we're just, I, I always enjoy listening to Rapid Fire, whether it's like watching an interview or listening to one. Mm-hmm. So we'll just call this, we'll just call it like quick fire. So just be quick with sure. your answers. Like, yeah. don't think about it too much, just quickly answer, okay? There's 10 questions. I guess call it rapid fire. Makes it sound cool. Okay, fine. Rapid fire. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Your all-time favorite place in LA. Oh, You're not being rapid. I'm being rapid. I'm thinking rapidly. <sighs> uh, What's the first place that comes to mind? I like Animal. Thank you, Anthony Bourdain. God rest your soul. Uh, and I like Slab. Those are two spots, especially if you like meat, to go in LA. Okay, uh, cool. Next one. Actually, I don't like that answer. Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) You just brought up Anthony Bourdain because you just watched him. Yeah. Okay, so rapid fire. Number one, all-time favorite place in L.A. Go. Wow, you suck. (laughs) I have to rest. (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) You have like five chances to answer this damn question. Is this how you treat most of your guests or (laughs) co-hosts, as it were? (laughs) Okay, favorite place. Okay, um, I have a 
special affection in my heart for the Grim, uh, Grim Observatory. Oh, yeah. That should have been an easy one. Okay. So, uh, Griffith Observatory, right? That's like a tongue twister. Yeah. Okay, number two. Biggest pet peeve about the industry. Oh, God. Rapid. I'm holding. I'm, I'm trying to save you from putting an explicit tag on this podcast, <laughs> so that's why I have to take a moment and a beat. Um, the tied the amount of laziness that surrounds me and complacency with a lot of people and the amount of entitlement. Okay, next question. Last song you downloaded. This one, will I will allow you time since you probably have to look at your phone. I'm looking at my phone right now. Uh, oddly enough, I think it was like a... Like Britney Spears song? Remix of, of, of Benny Goodman, Sing, Sing, Sing. Cool. Okay, number four. First celebrity crush. First. I that was your first? Yeah. Okay, you don't have to say all creepy like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, okay. I'm right. Okay, number five. Um, it's like a two-part. It's favorite Hollywood, and then, of course, it's my podcast, so favorite Bollywood movie also. So favorite Hollywood movie and then favorite Bollywood movie. Damn, dude, I don't know. Favorite Hollywood movie? Yeah, I don't know. Just uh, one of your top. Man, I know that, like, right off the bat, like, for myself. Bloodsport. You picked the... Bloodsport and the Dave Goss. here debating whether I should pick between Interstellar or Inception, and you picked Bloodsport. It's because of Jean-Claude Van Damme's ass, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's always been one of my favorites. Well, you know that. Well, that's probably... Really your, I mean, if I'm picking, like, a chick flick, it would be The Vow, but... So but Bloodsport's been my all-time favorite since I was oh, that's, a kid. That's true. It's for like, that's, that's, that's kind of your thing. And then Bollywood, of course, Dave Doss is like one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, no, Sam. Uh, even though I feel like binge drinking and all that afterwards. Okay, so. Between Dave Doss or Dilwale, one of the two. Okay, so you said Inception or Interstellar and then those two, right, for Bollywood? Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of. Hollywood I guess you kind of answered that not very rapidly. Okay, number six. Last time you well, cried. Post production is for woman. Last time you cried or got heavily emotional. Shit, I'm an actor. That's like every day. <laughs> True. No, um, I don't remember. Oh my gosh. I'm serious. <laughs> okay, fine. I guess we'll take that as your answer. Number seven. Number one show you're watching right now. You know, I, you know, you, you load this. I need this, I, I need this on tape so I can use it if I need to. What's the number one after, show you're watching? What are you binge after, watching right now? You know, what is it? You're going to get that. Finally. Um, oh, actually, you know what? I'm watching Parts Unknown right now. Whatever. You're watching The Office. Okay. Your new I'll, show is I'll The Office. It. I'm just going to answer it for okay. you. After years of fighting it and swearing I would never be this person, I lost a bet. Oh my God! Why do you? Why doesn't give it a whole introduction? What's the uh, show? Because this is going rapid show. fire. I am rapid firing, except my rate of fire is slower. Okay. 
Okay, whatever. Shut up. It's the office, okay? You happy? Okay, God. I'm pulling teeth here. Number eight. I think we're on number eight. Yeah, number eight. And, I, and I'm starting to like Michael Scott, too. I hate you for it, too. I told you. I told Shut you. Up. He's the best. Number eight, favorite accent. Favorite accent? Mm-hmm. On In, who? Around the world, just like a favorite accent. Besides Indian, of course. No, yeah. Uh, tie between Australian or South African. Can you do either of those? Okay, number nine. Your current guilty pleasure. Oh, oh Italian. What? What? Italian yeah, favorite accent? I can't, I can't believe I forgot about that. Italian food sounds really good right now. I'm hungry. Mm, Italian food always sounds great. Okay, number nine. Current guilty pleasure. And you can't use the office because that was your other answer. Um, <sighs> wow. I don't wow. know. Do I have a guilty pleasure? I guess not. Okay, number 10. One thing you're very proud of, like an accomplishment that you're very proud of. Um, I... Out of all, everything, pick one. Okay, it's between joining the military and giving up a six-figure income to do it. And... You kind of then, go together. Yeah. We are both um, children of immigrants, and I wanted to you know, earn the rights I take for granted every day. That's a good one. That, and then years later, leaving everything behind and moving to Los Angeles. That's also a good one. Okay, so rapid fire is done. Thank God that was painful. Um, yeah. And <laughs> every episode, I end. I haven't thought of a name for this segment, but if you think of something, you can let me know. Every episode I end with like inspirational quote or a story, something currently happening in life, just to document, you know, maybe what's happening in life right now or something relatable to the topic. What I was going to share at the end of this episode was earlier, I think it was tip number one, um, making your targets. Earlier I had mentioned that I used to keep a vision board. And I know a lot of people know what a vision board is. Now I have a different approach to a vision board. So what I have right now, I like to call an action board. I have my goals on there. I have certain things cut out that I want to work towards, but I also have the actions that I have to take to achieve those. Mm -hmm. I'm all about taking action versus just maybe, you know, some people might just put up a cutout from a magazine and they might just look at it, but do you really know how to go about achieving that? And many times right. people don't. So I would rather have the system in place that I want to take to get to my goal. So what's something that you would like to um, share? It could be a quote that's relatable. It could be a story. It could be anything you want. I remember when uh, The Secret came out and everyone was all up on the visualizing and the vision board and all that stuff. I'm all about visualizing. Yeah, sure. No, I get it. But the vision board thing that you were mentioning, mm -hmm. then they, it, it conveniently leaves out that once you have the vision, which is kind of a passive thing, then you have to actively work your ass off to get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you said an action board because that's more of a verb than a vision. As far as a quote recently that's moved me, Matthew McConaughey's, um, Oscar uh, speech from a while ago where he says 
uh, his hero is himself in 10 years, knowing fully well he's never going to reach it because as soon as he gets to that 10-year mark, it's still another 10 years. So it's always going to be himself in the future. That's mm -hmm. the honorable message you mentioned. And then if we're looking for a quote, and I, I've been looking for this for a couple of hours, I don't know who said it or where I heard it, but for some reason it imprinted my brain. It's find something in life that you cannot live without and then spend the next 20 to 30 years of your life getting it. But I mean, fortunate or unfortunate, that's how it goes. And I hate talking about it's the journey and not the, the, uh, not the destination, but it truly is because I can always look back. Thankfully, uh, my, my uh, little sister got me this five-year journal that I make entries into, and it's probably one of the best uh, gifts I've ever had. One, it forces me to journal, and two, it allows me to look back and remember where I was one, two, three, four, five years ago on that day. And how far you've come. And how far you've come. And then that, especially for some of the creatives out there, we're all up in our feelings. We already know that. <laughs> uh, just, just naturally. So having some sort of idea or barometer of success of where you've been and where you're coming and then you actually know that you are moving towards your goal, that's helpful. Well, that's a good share. So ending this podcast, what would you like to leave off with when it comes to people reaching you or contacting you? Where can they find you on social media? Any upcoming work that you want people to look out for? Anything you want to share like that? Between Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, uh, you can find me at the Rome Stevens, T-H-E-R-O-M-E-S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S. Um, that's, and that's my username for all three. Um, okay. As far as upcoming projects, I'm not sure if I, I signed some NDAs recently, uh, one for a film and two different TV shows that I'm on the short list for. So I, those are forthcoming. So I would like to thank you with all my heart for coming on my podcast and being my guest slash co-host. I've had a lot of fun. It basically just felt like you and I talking as normal with less um, foul language. I hope you enjoyed your time on my podcast. And yeah, thank you very much for your support and everything I do. You know, I always support you and everything you're doing. And it was very nice and fun coming together on this episode. Thank you, dude, for having, having me on your show. Uh, I'm really proud of you. And I really feel like you're still one of my biggest inspirations. And I love you. Oh, that's very sweet. Thanks. So that concludes my conversation with Rome Stevens. Hopefully you all enjoyed it as much as we did. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for all the love and support that I've been getting on my podcast. Your support means everything to me. For anyone else interested in my blog, please check out www.catwalkthroughlife.com on Instagram it's just catwalkthroughlife or Rashi Stevens that's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S and for now I will catch you guys in my next episode here on the Catwalk Through Life podcast stay tuned for that it will be 10 things you should know when trying to break into the modeling industry thank you all again for listening and I will see you in my next episode Product 
that I swear by is my facial brush. It's a whole system and at a very good price. It's extremely effective. It's hands down my favorite facial cleansing brush. I fell in love with it before our wedding when I was looking for bridal skincare um, or how to up my skincare routine for the big day. It definitely gave me the glow that I wanted that every bride wants on her wedding day, but I've been so attached to it since. I use it all the time. It's definitely made a huge difference to my skin. It's perfect for sensitive skin, acne prone skin. Um, it comes with an exfoliator. The bristles are soft enough for someone who has combinational skin. And one of the coolest features is when you place the facial brush back on the charging station, it actually kill, it dries and it kills 99.9% .9 of the germs. Unlike other facial brushes that you leave out and because they're so damp, they actually collect bacteria and then you reapply it later on on your face. Not with these products. This company is called Tao Clean, T-A-O Clean. Their products come in a range of fun colors. I got Robin's Egg, which is kind of like a mint Tiffany type of blue, and I love it. If you visit www.taoclean.com, that's www.taoclean.com, and enter code RASHI at checkout, just so it's just my name, R-A-S-H-I, you will get 50% off your order. That's 50% half off. It's a great deal for some amazing products. So visit www.taoclean.com and enter promo code RASHI at checkout for 50% off. So I mentioned earlier in the episode that I am pregnant and um, we've been collecting the cutest little toys and goodies for our baby girl. One of the products and companies that I'm loving right now is Little Ladu. It's a South Asian inspired um, toy company for children. They have the cutest books and toys. They have little puzzles of uh, Hindu gods and goddesses. They have cute South Asian food-inspired toys and a lot of other goodies to help introduce your children to the Indian culture. Visit www.shoplittleladu.com to see all their cute products for your kids. A service that is really beneficial right now, especially in these times with COVID and the pandemic, is Rakuten. I love shopping online, and Rakuten is contracted with a bunch of different stores that I would already be shopping at. All you do is you download the app or go online and log into Rakuten. Once you do that, you can find the stores that you would be shopping at instead of going directly to their websites or directly to the stores in person, just shop through. Rakuten at those stores for no extra cost and Rakuten actually gives you money back. So it's kind of like a cash rewards or cash back credit card, but no credit card involved. You just are doing your online shopping and you get money back for just using Rakuten to shop at the stores you would normally shop at. It makes complete sense. So for example, when I shop on Grubhub to order food, I don't go to Grubhub uh, directly, I just go to the Rakuten website or the app that I have on my phone 
click on Grubhub and order through there. It directs me to the website, but I'm still using Rakuten as the middleman. And because of that, they give me a percentage back of what I spend. I usually get the money the day after and Rakuten will actually deposit the money in your PayPal or send you an actual check of all the funds that you've accumulated from getting cash back. Go to my link and sign up for Rakuten. Once you spend $20 buying something that you would already be buying online, you will receive $20 for free through Rakuten. What I did was I kept that $20 in my Rakuten account, continued to shop and accumulated quite a bit of money which they then deposited in my PayPal account. Check out www.rakuten.com slash r slash Rashi C16. Let me just spell that out. So www.rakuten.com forward slash r forward slash Rashi, R-A-S-H-I C16. Sixteen. I mean, hey, if you're already shopping online, you might as well check it out and get some money back while you're shopping, including the free $20 just for signing up and spending 20 